The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kuwale Ogbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kuwale Ogbayani and... Alan Mia oh, makes his return. Good morning. Woo! And as you can see, he is oh. feeling great. Million after bucks. being like under the weather slash under the voice for like the past three weeks, he is back. Oh man, to I tell being you, normal. Almost, almost. There, there, there is still a little bit. I got. I guess it's a little bit of a growl still. Like, yeah, but, but I feel like that's that's. People like us with already sinus issues, I feel like that's normal. Pretty normal. So, so you're back to I'm normal. Good. <laughs> oh my God. I tell you, I feel like a million bucks compared to the last three weeks, especially the last few days. Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. And you can tell too, you guys, like even just his his mood is a lot better. <laughs> it's energy because yeah. it's like my energy is not being used to feel not, better, like feel like, all like, like uh... yeah, like it's not, it's not being used to like fake the funk, like yeah, I'm good to go. Like, I'm great. I feel great. Like, uh. <laughs> Well, it is great to have you back. We've also missed you on the last couple of broadcasts. My goodness, there's so many things to get everyone updated about that happened. Like, I mean, we were off yesterday for President's Day. Shout out to everyone that ran in the Hawaii Pacific Health Great Aloha run, by the way. You know, like, hey, give yourselves a pat on the back. I know a couple of friends that signed up like last minute, literally like Saturday. I think he signed up and, awesome. and did it. And at first he's like, but I didn't even train. I'm like, dude, you you actively run. It's not the marathon. Like if you run all the time, which he does, I'm like, you don't really need to train for the Great Aloha Run. It's kind of just one of those things that you can just do. And people naturally walk it. You know, we talk about how I'm going to walk the marathon. That's one thing. But. I feel like Great Aloha Run, everyone pretty much walks. They bring strollers. They just kind of do their thing for that. It's more of a, it, it's like, it's almost like the mix of a fun run and a, a real run. Yeah. <laughs> I I used to do it all the time. Um, I actually wanted to do, really do this one because it was the last one. Yeah. And uh, just my illnesses and, and the surgery that I had last year just wasn't going to allow for it to, to happen. Uh, so I'm, I'm sad I missed it. But I'll tell you, the Great Aloha Run, though. It's 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 a fun run. It's like you said, it's half slash fun, half slash serious. Um, it, it's hard though, and I'll tell you why it's hard. Yeah. When you go under that underpass of the freeway, the H one, there's something about that because cars are still coming the other way, and so you got all that kind of just car mm. exhaust and just sitting underneath the overpass. So it makes it really tough. So it makes it kind of challenging. But the the Great Aloha Run is so much fun. Starting in, I think it's downtown, right? Yeah, and and it goes all the way to Aloha Stadium. That was pretty darn cool. And then yeah. you know having it your, didn't go in though because apparent you know like all the whole kind yeah. of thing. I saw the finish line. I was like, oh, it's not in the like before. You would go down that ramp into the stadium, yes. and that would be the like finish where the line. football team would enter yeah, with the buses. But now it's like they had to. They can't do that anymore because of no Aloha Stadium. But it, it's crazy because I had thought like when they first announced this was going to be the last one, they were saying like it's your last chance to go into Aloha Stadium. So I thought they were actually going to open it up and you can go in just around the turf and then quickly back out like they weren't gonna hold like the festivities in there like mm-hmm. they used to but you quickly go in and come back out i thought it was gonna be something like that but of course because of the the, the condemned status of aloha stadium they couldn't yeah but i mean they're gonna have the the aloha to aloha stadium this saturday so i don't i don't know i don't know when you pick and choose when <laughs> so you could have okay, people in so it that's, or not that's a great that's <laughs> a great great thing point is because i was wondering the same thing i was like why is it Aloha to Aloha Stadium can do it, 
but other events couldn't. Maybe it's the amount of people. So they're not expecting that. And it's that. not controlled. Well, because the Aloha well, to Aloha Stadium, the time. yeah, is like more controlled, I think, where, you know, the Great Aloha Run, if you're pushing for time, you don't want to be like, hold on, hold on. Wait, you guys can't go in the finish line yet. We have a max amount of people that can go in. Um, and true, then maybe true. that's probably why where it's more staggered, which, by the way, yes, um, don't forget this Saturday is the Aloha to Aloha Stadium events. Uh, you can... Go and get your tickets. If you go to hawaiisportsradio.com and click on the little bulletin board tab, there's the information there and the link to reserve your tickets. There are free admission slots, but those are kind of waitlist only. And then there are paid slots throughout the day and staggered. So go ahead, check that out. It's going to be your last chance. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we're saying that. But eh, we, we could use a new stadium already. <laughs> I can't believe years. we haven't started yet. That's the disheartening part. Like, here we are, over almost a year since it's been condemned. Um, maybe over two years, three years. Who knows? I think it's like... Oh, it's like COVID. Three, COVID yeah, is like a blur. Actually, it started right at COVID. Okay. COVID. Three years ago, we still haven't even demolished Aloha Stadium. We're still talking about... you can't demolish it until you have the plan to build the new one. Well, you could have demolished it. No, because who's going to pay for it? <laughs> is, is it is it not a, a sitting? I think it has is, to be is it not all, a state ran. It has uh, facility? to be all part of the plan because then you just got to do it all at once. Why? I mean, just you could have been underway that way when the plans came through. You had to develop, go right on a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Now you got to demolish it, clean it, re-level. I mean, just it seems. <laughs> Trust I'm not me. going down this rabbit yeah. hole. There's going to be more than enough time to go down this rabbit hole. But that's this Saturday. Uh, I'll be in there this Wednesday or tomorrow, I guess, for the little media day for that. So, yeah, be sure to follow us on social media at High Sports Radio. Other things happening over the weekend. Got to give a huge shout out to UH softball freshman pitcher Kiana Campbell-Pua, who fired a complete game seven inning no hitter as Hawaii defeated Montana 7-0 on the final day of the UNLV Desert Classic. She faced the minimum 21 batters as the UH defense turned two double plays. One runner reached on an error in the fourth. The other runner reached on a swinging strikeout, strikeout pass ball in the sixth. Today, or today, Sunday's no-hitter was the first for a freshman since Izzy Dino threw a six-inning no-hitter against Marist on March 14th, 2019 in Honolulu. It was the first seven-inning no-hitter since Stephanie Ricketts, that's the name I haven't heard in a while, fired a no-no on her senior night against arch-rival Fresno State back in 2012. So shout out once again to Kiana Campbell-Pua. Freshman pitch, that's pretty huge. And I believe that was only like her fourth game or her fourth start and firing no-hitters already. So good, you know, good thing for UH. They actually did really well in the Desert Classic. Their only loss was to UNLV, but a close one losing 5-4. But however, they did beat UNLV the day before 12-2. Other than that, all those wins and huge wins at that. So it's not only their pitching is good in that sense, but they were putting up a lot of runs. I mean, their first game against Montana was 10-1, beat UNLV 12-2, beat CSU Bakersfield 14-6. And again, as I mentioned, lost to UNLV 5-4, but and then beat Montana on that no-hitter game 7-0. So the bats are coming alive. Pitching is good, keeping the scores really, really low, and they return and host all of these tournaments coming up, which the Bank of Hawaii Invitational, as Alan and I have mentioned multiple times, 
this is when you start charging for softball. Yeah. You these know. tournaments. Look at all these tournaments. Bank of Hawaii Invitational, Hawaii Spring Fling Tournament, and then the Outrigger Rainbow Wahine Classic. All of these teams are coming in. You got Iowa State, uh, Fordham, Utah, Utah, Niagara, Niagara Pacific, Santa Clara. You know these teams are going to travel well. They're all going to just have a reason to come over to Hawaii. You got to... But like, yeah, this is the time to because it's a tournament and it's different from regular season when, you know, well, everything's free at Rainbow Wahine Softball Stadium. But that's always our our number one suggestion with Alan and I, at least start off with charging for these tournaments, even a dollar. Yeah, just something, especially like this year. Right. It's the first I I, I can understand not doing it this year. It's the first year uh, since the pandemic that they've gone to their full tournament schedule Uh, for the last few years. It's been only one. Uh, not even actually not even one, just kind of singular teams coming in. Um, and normally, keep in mind, guys, these tournaments right now, especially the the Banco uh, Invitational and the Spring, especially the Spring Fling, that's usually the the tournaments that feature the Oklahomas, the the Cal's, the UCLA's, uh, the top ten teams in the nation. Those are the tournaments that usually feature those teams. It's not right now because of everything. They didn't have these tournaments, so the other schools had filled up their rosters. I, I think UCLA, who's number two in the nation right now, was just in, like, I think, Texas Tech for their tournament. And mm-hmm. usually, keep in mind, Texas Tech is another team that usually comes out here, too. So, you know, as these go on every year, these tournaments are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and these top ten teams are going to be coming back to play the Rainbow Wahine. Yes, that's when you start charging at least a dollar. To everybody, and and trust me, it's a dollar, guys. It's no sweat out your pocket. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, I I can't say it enough because you figure if let's let's just say you get a thousand fans there at a dollar a game for one tournament. Let's go the Hawaii Spring Fling tournament today. Uh, let's say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven games. You probably won't get it all there, so we'll say about maybe seven of those games might be a thousand people total. That's seven thousand dollars in one weekend for that program. You can't tell me they can't use that. Of course they can. That's why it's so crazy that like. like but, then, what? but then again, if you did charge right, wouldn't it go? Maybe because one dollar. Not is at a dollar. If if that like five seven dollars, like yeah, okay, I I can see that dwindling your numbers but down. See that money wouldn't go to the program though. That's the crazy thing directly right because that's none of the that money goes directly to the programs for like baseball it goes to the ticket office and then it gets dispersed accordingly that's the junk that, thing. that's that's because it's a state-ran entity yeah. and they 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 have every department so run as its separate that's why entity. i'm like so as much as our dream would be like oh yeah just charge a dollar and it's not like how you know going to like we talk about going to some of the oia games and you have the teams running the concession stands and they get to keep the money for their programs like uh can't do that because then you have your sedexo situation and same thing with tickets they're like well we can't charge a dollar because that's probably then you put on the fees or whatever and you can't just Collect okay, what about and- just a donation box in the front? Like, it'd be like, dollar Ooh. donation for entry. Then you can keep yeah, it. Yeah, maybe you should do a donation box. They should set that up. I'm just saying. Go go, go tell Carol. Carol. <laughs> <So, laughs> 
Lombardi learn. <laughs> like, yeah, like if he just put a, or something. Yeah, they uh, should put something over there. I that actually owe Kara a call anyway. Donation. Like, should be like, what do we do a donation? Well, he, well here, here, here is your PSA though to everyone listening that to go and support the University of Hawaii, a softball program, and all of your favorite UH programs for that matter. And considering going over to the across the street at Lesmore Kami Stadium, woo, that was kind of a little nerve wracking. That first game, it was kind of a a little bit of a shocker. Um, so much stuff is going on like this weekend in Mano. I mean, there was baseball. I went over to baseball for a little while because I just, I always like to go for opening day and I always love to watch like the first pitch. There's just something about the first pitch of a season. And then I moseyed on over to the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center for men's volleyball. And it was just like, wow, there's so much going on over here. And, but that was kind of the shocker where Hawaii dropped that first game eight to three against Wright State. But made things right after that, uh, winning the rest of the games 5-4 in their first game on Saturday, which went, which technically went extra innings because it was scheduled for seven innings, but it went eight. The Hawaii won 5-4. Then they beat them in the second game, which got shortened to seven innings, 12-2. And then their final game against Wright State on Sunday, beating them 16-7. That was kind of funny, though, when, when it comes to doubleheaders in, like, baseball, where you're like, okay, some games are, are, are going to be, like, it's usually, like, a 9-7 depending on which game like when we do HPU usually their nine inning game is the first game and then the seven inning is the second game Hawaii situation was it was going to be seven nine but then because the first game went long then they shortened the second game to seven and like oh okay (laughs) we're just going with the flow here as this whole weekend was I mean our last minute change for the softball game which we were happy to to bring you guys that action on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network which Oh, got to step aside already, which we will get you updated with all of that. HPU Sports, PacWest basketball tournament tickets on sale, UH men's basketball and women's basketball. Only a few games left in the season. Taking a look at the standings. Woo! And then you got Big West Tournament and then March Madness. And then there's all kinds of craziness in the NBA. My goodness, Alan. Just when you thought football season was over, but there's like it doesn't feel like it's, it's just not stopping. And then, of course, MLB Baseball. Woohoo! Which is not even close to Savannah Bananas. <laughs> That's not baseball. What did, what did you say during it. the Super Bowl? Real quickly, what did you say in the Super Bowl? There was a football game inside a Rihanna concert. Yeah. There's a baseball game and a Cirque du Soleil show. It's okay, it's not Cirque du Soleil. Don't give them that much credit. But <laughs> that's what that's what Savannah Bananas. No, I I don't get me wrong. I like it. I'm just saying it's not baseball though. It's a baseball game inside a circus show. Hey, I bet it works though. I yeah. don't. I'm not. I'm not knocking it. I yeah. think it works. I. It's funny. It cracks me up. I laugh. <laughs> Anyways, that's another rabbit hole we can dive into. But we got to step aside. We'll be back on Wake Up in the Den. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den. Kule Agbayani, Alan Mia with you on this Tuesday. We were off yesterday for President's Day, but I hope everyone enjoyed their holiday. Again, shout out once again to everybody but that participated in the final Great Aloha run uh, that happened yesterday. But there was so much that happened over the weekend. We were talking a little bit about UH softball and baseball before we took the break. 
Uh, this past weekend, we were out covering HPU softball, where they got the Sharks got their first win of the season. Yay! <laughs> it was kind of an interesting ending, though. Like when it, like of all things, it was like a walk off walk walk for Emily Wheat. So it was a good one against Western Washington. It was a doubleheader. They dropped the first game for zero, but then fortunately got the second. A win in the second game with 2-1. But it was quite the adventure <laughs> trying to like figure out the plans to play. Uh, especially I was like in contact. And again, mahalo to, to Wink, the media relations uh, person over there for HPU. Because we were just in contact the day before. Because their game against University of Hawaii Hilo on Friday got cancelled. Uh, they were trying to figure out where to... Well, before that, they were trying to figure out where to play, anticipating all the rain coming in. And their usual home field at Howard A. Okita Field is on the windward side in Kaneohe, where it gets very drenched. And then at the same time, just where the trees are and the mountains and the cloud cover, usually you don't get a lot of sun, where if it were to pour, it's not really going to be playable. And then they don't want to mess up their field anyway. So then we made the last minute switch to Sand Island Field, which... That place gets very sunny as it was on Saturday. I was like, rain? What rain? It was very beautiful, but it was just kind of a a, a logistics. Like, all right, how are we going to plan this? Do we have the press box or not? A shout out to the Marinol softball team that accommodated everybody and got everything set up. Also to Battery Bill, who came in clutch last minute as well, lending us the EcoFlow Pro. There was all this stuff that's going on, trying to make sure that we could bring, well, one, on the HPU side, making sure that they could play. And then, of course, if you're the traveling Western Washington, you want to play because you'd made it all this way. There was a local girl on that team, too. So there was some local fans that were cheering for Western Washington. All right, you're forgiven. But (laughs) it was just crazy, like logistically planning everything. And then you go and the cloud cover is still there and we're just crossing our fingers like okay please no rain (laughs) no rain but you just see the heavy cover and it actually had poured so they had moved the the field i texted wink in the morning saying are we good to go today he's like yeah we're good to go i'm like all right and then i think around 10 30 so the game was originally the first game was originally scheduled for noon. And I think around 1030, it was sunny where I am. And I'm just at Ward, not that far away from San Island. And it was sunny, but apparently it had dumped rain at like 1030-ish at San Island. So then um I got a text and saying, All right, we gotta push the game back to one o'clock because it had just dumped rain. And so I get there, it still has like that heavy cloud cover and both he and I and also boss man was there uh, to help set up with the battery bills EcoFlow pro thing that we had it's just we're like please do not right and then so we got there kind of early I got there maybe around 11 just to make sure we had enough time because I had already planned I was on my way that the game would be at noon so I was there extra early to set up not knowing exactly what the situation would be and I'm just the whole time because you have your two hours until first pitch <laughs> like that's two within two hours there's a lot of clouds that can move and rain that can come in so we're just watching it our poor Paul Brecht you know that filled in for you on the broadcast and he drives a moped he got dumped on on his way here and then I guess because he's only been in Hawaii not a year yet so he didn't exactly know even though I put like the location When he puts it into Google Maps, it sent him, like, around to Hickam. So he, like, went to the military base. And, like, you know, the guard is like, 
wet softball game. <laughs> and then because he was riding a moped, I guess, military-wise, he told him if you're on, like, a two-wheeled vehicle, you need to have, like, shoes that are, like, a certain height. You have to have long sleeve, helmet, gloves, which he was not wearing. But, and he just couldn't figure out what to do. So this was, Saturday morning was a lot of fun. <laughs> just oh, now I feel bad. No, 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 no. Oh. But at the end of the day, like, it, like I, that's just a backstory to everything that goes on that we were, I mean, we were so happy that we were able to bring you that game. Like it did not rain. And it actually, the only glimmer, like a little bit of a sprinkle came down was after, like right when the first game ended. It, it fortunately didn't pour, but it, it rained enough where they probably would have paused play had the game still been going on. But nope, then it kind of just passed and then we were able to res- like play the second game. And yeah, and then HPU comes out with the win. Whew. It, it, was, it was a very eventful, like I said, Friday, Saturday, making sure it could rain. Fortunately, they did play. Um, I heard that the situation out at Corp for the baseball team for HPU, they made the call super early because it's the city. Uh, head coach Dane Fujinaka was yeah, I saw his very um, thrilled yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> that city, city, city and county, uh, look, any, any chance not to work, right? No, 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 joking, joking. But they also got to protect their fields for the long term as well. And when you when you when it's really wet out there, they they get thrashed and it, it ruins the fields for others to use because it's not just HPU that plays on those fields. There's there's other teams that have permits and, and the rights to them. Um, but you know it was funny because on Saturday I had called out just because I was in bed, just stuck, and uh, it was funny. I was thinking like, you know what? I don't even think they're gonna play anyways because <laughs> up at my house it rained nonstop like. It was raining all morning, all like all the way through the afternoon. And uh, I live just right up the street from here, which is not too far away from Sand Island to begin with as well. So I'm like, nah, there's no way they're playing anyways. But I got to give the courtesy like, like, cool, I'm not feeling good. Like, this is not good. Um, And so I was thinking like, ah, it'll be be, be all right. They're not going to play. And then I started seeing your tweets like, what rain? Rain? What rain? I was going like. Oh my lord! We're playing. They're playing, and while it's dumping rain at my house, like I got a river going down my street. And uh, but um, kudos to, to the softball team for all the changes because changes affect your psyche. Changes mm-hmm. affect your your the way you approach the game because everything is now thrown in disarray. Um, what you what you're used to is not gone. What you thought was going to be the norm, I mean, the the backup plan is gone. And now you're on, like, step three. It starts to mess with you emotionally, like, mentally. And for them to pull it out, even though it's a walk-off walk, but that shows you the fortitude and and just the mental toughness they had to kind of just bear down and and, and win in any way, shape, or possible. I'm sad I missed it. I was really looking forward to getting out there to see this new-look team uh, with a full roster this year rather than just 10 girls, 11 girls. Uh, which ended eventually at the towards the end of the year and ended up only being ten last year, but but they were still able to win. So. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm really anxious to get out there. I've been meaning to make it out to even just a practice, but just my schedules doesn't allow for it. But uh, you know, I'm sad I wasn't there. But thank you to Paul. Sorry for all the trouble he had to go through to get <laughs> yeah, there. He loves it. And He's the, having fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, but I but I appreciate everybody stepping up and and uh, you know I'm looking forward to getting out there soon. But I'm really excited to look forward to seeing what HP baseball has got. On its plate too. No, they look they looked good when we covered their game as well. They they look like they're doing their thing, but yeah, poor, 
That's all that I heard was, and, and yes, saw Coach Dane's tweet that he was not very happy. I think it was more because the call was so early. Like yes. They made the call at 8 a.m. and their game wasn't until like 2 o'clock. So he's just like livid about, and I would be too. Like, I get it. You, you're like, wait a minute. There's so much that could happen. It could stop raining. The sun comes out because at Corp, unlike yeah unlike where we mentioned where howard a okita softball field where it's just, there's not a lot of sun that gets there even if it stops raining but out at core you get tons of sun once but the clouds move it's so it's funny they made that call so early because there'd be like when i was playing still like even just aja it'd be raining all day we'd have a night game during the week it'd be a night game seven o'clock start at yeah. corp and it'd be raining all day and we still play that night so, like, why was that call made so early? You said it best. Any excuse not to work, right? I guess so. <laughs> like, I guess it's true. And I'm not trying to harp on anybody, but I get it. But that does seem a little weird that the call was made so early when we've played AJA games when it's been pouring rain out there. Yeah. So. Hmm. <laughs> Funny, after these three weeks, like, though, eh. I don't ever want to play in any rain or if there's an inkling of rain, I don't want to play in anything. <laughs> Everyone's afraid of the rain now because as we go back to softball, like they actually, so as I mentioned, they canceled the Friday game against University of Hawaii Hilo. And then their game on Monday, yesterday, got canceled against St. Martin's University as well. So they were lucky that they were able to play those couple of games on Saturday. And it feels like the rain should be gone and the softball team can return back to Kaneohe side against Simon Fraser University on Thursday. And then hopefully it's smooth sailing from then, then on out. But And then the baseball team, they kind of like had that gap in between. They weren't doing very well, though, against Northwood University. Dropped the first two games as at least the game we were there. They won one. They won a couple of them when that we brought you opening day against Minnesota Crookston, but they lost recently to Northwood University two or seven to two, eleven to four. The game is on Friday and Saturday. Cancelled, cancelled, lost to Northwood again, eleven to three, and then Sunday, Monday, cancelled, cancelled. So that just gets like frustrating because like you said, not only it breaks your rhythm, but yeah, you're just like, man, I just gotta get out of here. Demoralized. You're sitting on a loss for like four or five yeah. days now like and, and well and then even like pitching right that's the main thing on how you stagger your pitchers and the x amount of rest dates days in between and everything so it just throws everything off number three number four starters getting mad because now their their starts are blown it goes back to number yeah. one and number two because like, they had extra days off <laughs> like, what have what you been doing here so fortunately or hopefully everything will be fine because on our schedule we will and alan hopefully does not encounter another um bug <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh to say the least that's kind of what so he you know had one bug and then another bug and then it puts you out for a couple of days but on the schedule is hpu baseball this friday against viola doubleheader first game is at 2 p.m second game is usually at 6 15 and it should be kyle and allen but i don't know knock on wood at this point when it comes to no. allen <laughs> oh it's that bad <laughs> Because, like, the first one, I was like, all right, I get it. And then when it happened, that I was joking with Kyle. I was like, man, I can't catch a break. Oh, <laughs> like, no. That's what my, you know what's funny? My wife said that, too. My wife was like, the last three weeks, it's like, you cannot catch a break. It's one thing after another. And then my GM said that yesterday, like, because she asked me how I was feeling. And I was like, I feel like a million bucks. You know, I feel finally like I got my mojo, my energy, my health back. And she goes, man, you just couldn't catch a break for, like, three, four weeks. And I was like, 
yeah, why does everyone keep telling me that? (laughs) Hopefully, uh, as scheduled, it's Kyle and Alan, like I said, this Friday, HPU Baseball. So now you can see the team and happy to have you back on air doing your thing when it comes to the baseball talk. But we'll be back to talk a little bit of University of Hawaii basketball, XFL, surfing, a lot of stuff to, to recap over the weekend when we come back on Wake Up in the Den. You gotta smile so bright. You know you could have been a candle. I'm holding you so tight. You know you could have been a candle. Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den. Kule Agbiani, Alan Mia. As I kind of did that intro, reminded me of. You know, how The Rock does his intro, did his fancy intro. Now that the XFL is back in its, like, new and rejuvenated sense of, like, type of thing. I don't know. Here we go again. We'll see. I, I feel like I have more faith in it now that it's run by, like, The Rock and then his, his ex-wife slash business partner, Danny Garcia, where they'll take it more seriously than the pure gimmicky thing that it was under Vince McMahon, where he was just trying to do a WWE type of thing, but in football. So I like, obviously you're not going to get an NFL style or even like you said during the break, Alan, like a college football type. But I think a fair comparison, although it's not as like entertainment-y as banana ball, but like you're, so it's different rules to make the game more entertaining, more for the fans. And I think it'll, like I've only got to watch a few like just like a couple of minutes of like the first game as the Vegas Vipers are probably going to be my team I think even though they lost just because I'm like it's Vegas and the Vipers and their colors were actually the same as my senior year like my senior class or our class mascot for lack of a better term and our class colors when I was at Midilani so I was like hey how fitting! It's, I'm going to be a Vegas Vipers fan now. I watched actually the Renegade. It's the, Re, the Renegades, the Renegades, yeah. and and the Viper game, and um, and I thought to myself, it's like watching football in slow motion, kind of. But there was one thing that I really enjoyed, and I thought, you know what? If the NFL adopted this, I think it'd be pretty damn cool. And that was kickoffs. Oh, Both teams yeah. can't can't move an inch until the ball is caught. Yeah, but they were closer, like to where you can kick it. It was like they were lined up differently, right? Like, more down. But the I field. thought I thought to myself, one that, that, cool. that that's that protects people because then you don't have the gunners. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of makes things a little bit more even. It makes punt returns and kickoff, you know, not not so bad. And actually, you know, it makes it a bigger part of the game, which I think is kind of cool. But I always wondered this about the XFL and why and why kind of like these kind of leagues don't really work out. And for me, it's simply this. And I could be completely wrong. And if I am, please tell me so. I, I mean, why can't it be just regular football like maybe the practice squad guys? I'm not saying because I know they're under contracts and they can't get injured and stuff. But like this is their springboard. Like take this serious. This might springboard you into the NFL doing a gimmick style fun little bit slower for the fans doesn't prepare you for that next level of where you want to play um and so why can't why don't minor league systems work in other sports outside of baseball 
Well, because this isn't a minor league system. No, I, I get that, but these are guys but, that but, tried. But, but that what Rock were said, in the NFL but Rock or said tried during, to make the NFL right. and did. Like, I mean, Cole McDonald got drafted and he didn't amount to much in the NFL. So then this is kind of like his other opportunity. Right. So these are guys that have already tried. And it just doesn't work out. And as far as minor league and football, I mean, that's your practice squad, essentially. So if you don't make the practice squad, or you can go to the CFL, would be like the other one. But other than that, I mean, the XFL is kind of like, and the USFL that's coming up as well is kind of your, all right. It's it's just a, like the Rock had said it, like they were the extended pregame is just about, he feels good about being able to give these guys like himself who wasn't, who couldn't make it in the NFL, but now they get another opportunity to hopefully make some money, make a, a decent living playing football. So it's just another avenue that they can. So it's not, there's no way that they're promoting it as this is going to be your next step. It's almost like, hey, this is just another way that you can make some money playing football. See, I was listening to the game and I thought during one of the interviews, he said this could be the next step, like the springboard and and not in those exact words. And that's why I was thinking like, if that's the case, then the product's got to be better from what I'm watching. But then again, it's first game. There's a lot of jitters out there. I get it. I'm not I'm not I'm not like close to it. I thought it was like there's some interesting parts of that game. I was kind of like cool. I mean, I don't know if I like hearing the the play calls every darn like <laughs> hearing their I hear, I think it was the um the Renegades head uh OC call plays like stumbling through the play calls. I'm going like, dude, you're the OC. Like, why are you stumbling through these play calls? Like X fly, oh no, wait, uh, X fly, uh, like, bruh, <laughs> like you're the OC. Yeah. Like, why are you stumbling on the play calls? That's why he's not coaching in the NFL. <laughs> so not only for the players, but for the coaches. But you know, know what I mean? Avenue, you know, I was like, that's why I'm like, okay, if you it. got a guy stumbling through that, you might just want to kill that uh, avenue. <laughs> like, bruh. Hey, they're trying what they're going to try. But either way, I mean, obviously they have to make the rules different because if they made the rules exactly the same as college and NFL football, then you're going to have the constant comparison. And then people are going to be like, gosh, this is like these players this I get is that. so boring so you have to essentially change the rules and make it entertaining in its own way because so that way you're not like the fan isn't immediately comparing and everything they're seeing is just a comparison to you know college and NFL football so at least that way there's like a distinct difference but yet at the same time yeah it's not so WWE where it still feels real like it's still you're real. not gonna have the he hate me it's Ooh. not scripted, although, you know, the NFL is scripted, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> According to a lot. Yeah, the NFL is scripted. Who said that? Um, Which player came out yeah. and done an interview and said it was and like... He, I mean, of course he was joking, but the fact that people like... Like caught on, like, I mean, not caught on to it, but like actually took it serious. Because then you think of players like, like Alex Smith. Smith, right? Like almost losing his leg. Like, yeah, I'm sure he agreed to that part yeah, of like, the script. Hey, let me go break my ankle to the point where one, I almost die. Yeah. Two, I might not ever walk again. Three, they might still have to amputate it. To four, make this great comeback to play again. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but anyways, so the XFL seemed like it had a good weekend. Um, actually, and going through some of the players with Hawaii ties. Shout out to, of course, Rob DeMello and his team and Christian Shimabuku at Keijo and Two Sports where they kind of laid it out on some of the Hawaii or the players with Hawaii ties. Former UH quarterback Cole McDonald actually scored a five-yard rushing touchdown 
for the Houston Roughnecks. Uh, another one, Cedric Bird, also with the Roughnecks. He had two receptions for a total of 20 yards. Jordan Ta'amu, the quarterback for the D.C. Defenders and Pearl City High School grad. Uh, he completed eight of his 19 passes for 86 yards and an interception in the 22-18 win over the Seattle Dragons and also ran the ball five times for nine yards and an additional score. Uh, Sama Paama, defensive lineman for the Seattle Sea Dragons from Kaimuki. He was ruled inactive prior to the team's game, but he is someone to look out for as well. So again, those are kind of like the quick breakdowns of some of the players with Hawaii ties via Rob DeMello and Christian Shimabuku for KHON2 Sports. But I think that's a cool thing for Hawaii fans too, you know, to stay engaged and you have June Jones also in it. So I think it's going to be... It, it's it's football is football. I think with a lot of diehards, it's just anything to, you know, fill the need during this break in between NFL and college. And then it's kind of right. This is kind of the real dead period for the NFL. So it's per, it, it's brilliant for the XFL to start when they did right after the Super Bowl when everyone is still riding high on football. But also it's far enough ahead of like the NFL draft because then people switch their, you know, we wouldn't be talking about the XFL if we were in the week of the draft, right? It would be like, eh, it's all about the NFL draft now. So it's like, at least there's this good, it's a very smart way they of make planning a, it. They should make a practice squad league. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. Though, but it like, would be like the G League and nobody would watch. Let's just let, let the practice squads bang it out. <laughs> By the way, the G League, the D League, the B League, whatever. <laughs> That's bad. That's why. So you're it's telling so, me you want? No, I'm just saying. That, then, no, but that's why I was saying. Like, why is it only baseball is the only minor league system that works from from A ball, low A, from rookie ball to low A to all the way to triple A? It works. Uh, define what works, because we talk about all the payment. Maybe that's why it works, because they pay them like peanuts, and they're like, yeah, you can work. Dude, it sucks to chase the dream. <laughs> Seriously, I'm just saying. it sucks to chase the dream. And that's how they can. But that's why when you make it, when when you achieve your dream, it makes it all worth the the while. You know what you know what I'm saying? Yeah, which is fine. But imagine if you could have, like I said, like by the way, the Angels treat the minor leaguers like the worst. (laughs) It's not a good way to promote our product, Alan. (laughs) I say that jokingly, but not really. Alan, uh, you're like Angels baseball it's coming my up team. in June I know. By the way, Angels baseball right here on uh, the Hawaii Sports Radio you, Network. You and Rob Demello, we should have like a podcast. I want to just hear you and Demello like talk about the Angels. Like, dude, they're not going to be bad this year. They're going to be pretty darn good. I will. I won't hold my breath until oh, by it the way, happens. He, uh, Shohei agent is in uh, is in Tempe right now, talking with Perry Manasian. I don't know. Maybe an extension. On the cards. Again, I won't hold my breath until it happens. Anyways, got to step aside. We'll be back to close it out next on Wake Up in the Den. Nice to, nice to know oh, yeah. you. Let's do it again. J-Bug, 
as I was so jelly of my friend. He's performing out in Sacramento. And then so, yeah, of course, my, my friend Marissa that lives out there was like sending me texts and I saw her Instagram story. I'm like, I'm so jelly. <laughs> J-Bogue, really, really good concert if you guys haven't been. So I highly suggest you go if he ever comes back or you're out there in California. I think he's kind of doing a little mini tour there uh, right now. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right. Whew, so much going on as I we were talking about the XFL and in um, the sports business world with Vince McMahon reportedly wants nine billion dollars for the WWE. Nine billion dollars. More than the football team and the baseball teams. I'm like, really? What are you? Nine billion dollars. And this take, I feel like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Owning, obviously owning a professional sports team uh, takes a lot of work regardless in terms of managing it. But WWE is even more because you literally have to manage like talent and not so much just like in professional sports, it's you're good or you're not good. And then you can, you know, plan accordingly and coaching and whatever. But in WWE, I mean, someone has to be talented physically, like in terms of how they can do the wrestling moves, but also just their ability to, to sell like the sport and themselves. So when I saw that price tag, I was like, $9 billion. That's a little much for the WWE. I mean, I don't know really how much they're, they're making it right now, but of course, Saudi Arabia's public investment fund leads list of bidders. You know, it's crazy when I think about this because we talk about not only like the other sports teams, but also like Premier League teams where it's a lot of money coming out of like the Middle East and whatnot. And then you go and you think about like live golf and everything that had to like. And everyone hates live golf, but everyone loves it. Like when like Middle East money comes into their team. Yeah, And I'm like, really? And and don't get me wrong. Like at first, initially, of course, I had like a big problem because of all the things that Saudi Arabia and their human rights issues and whatnot. But then when I really took a step back, I think my biggest problem with Live Golf was just the golfers themselves not saying that like just the the, you know, PC type of reasonings as to why they were going to Live Golf like, oh, we're just trying to grow the sport of baseball and I'm like, just say you're doing it for the money. Like, people are gonna say it anyways, and then they're all like, "Oh no, we're we're growing this board and we're doing it for the kids." And I'm like, <laughs> like, just be real. I think that's to me. That's at the end of the day, when it came to the golfers, I'm like, you know what? Like, just say this is life changing money. You're making more, working less, and you're doing it for yourself and your family. You know, like I could have accepted that more than all of them being like. Oh, we're growing the game of golf and that's why we're leaving. It's like you want to grow the game of golf? Find a way to find the next Tiger Woods. That's how you grow the game of golf. It's the give only way. More, you can... Give more to underprivileged kids who can't ever fathom playing the game because it's too expensive. Yeah. Go go that route if you're gonna if you're gonna use that as the the you know the 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 verbiage of, of why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. So it's like live golf like took the brunt of it and then now you see things like over here with the Saudi Arabia's public investment fund leading the list of possible bidders for the WWE. Granted, just because you're a bidder doesn't mean obviously your bid is going to get accepted, but you're seeing it a lot. Um, some money out of Abu Dhabi as well when it comes to Premier League and and even Cutter, I saw get thrown in there. But even Liverpool FC owner John Henry says he's not going to the club is not for sale, but they will seek minority investors 
in the team as well. So that's where you kind of see some of these this other money coming up. And it's just, I mean, what a time to be alive and following all this sports business stuff with teams getting sold for records amounts of money. And not only that, but just we've talked about it multiple times before. It's like the return on investment for some of these these owners that are selling the entire team, where even if you calculate inflation, like they're just making a ton of money off of their original investment, like more than a hundred percent. It's, I can't even fathom like what's going on in this world of sports right now. And then you have new teams. Like you have professional volleyball that's going to start up where Joe Burrow and Jason Derulo invested in pro volleyball teams. And then like we mentioned, then you have the XFL, which I think is started off on a good foot. Then you have the smaller things like banana ball and everybody. It's just at, at one point you thought, all right, only the major sports, you know, the major sports and the major leagues. Then you add in all this other stuff. And I mean, at the end of the day, because people just want to be entertained. Yeah, Matt, you, you said it best, the word entertain, right? Pro sports now is strictly for the game itself, yeah. the talent in the game itself. These other things going on, though, it's all about the entertainment. How do you just make people have a good time, right? I'm not having a good time going to watch a baseball game. I'll tell you why. One, it's too damn long. Three, it's probably, you know, if my team wins or loses, I'm so on edge the whole time. Spending all that money to go watch my team play, like, it's it's like, it takes the fun out of way sometimes because mm-hmm. you're so on edge. Like, you want your team to win. And when they don't, you're disappointed. And when they do, you're happy for that moment, but then you're like, ugh, exhausted. But if you go to, like, Banana Ball example, you know you're just going to have a good time. You don't care who wins or loses. You just want to be entertained. Two-hour max. You just want to have a good time. Boom. There's your entertainment bell. XFL. As it gets going, the best way to put it was this weekend was just going through the motions, getting it under the belt, and then you move on and you, and you, and you grow from there. Will be entertaining, entertaining as well. I think a pro volleyball league is smart. There's a lot of talent that hasn't been touched and tapped. Why let money go overseas when we could keep it possibly in house? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's growing. That's a crazy thing, right? We talked about this before too. Of how in Hawaii, I mean, volleyball has always been a big deal, a big deal here from as long as I can remember, and even before I was born. I know, like in the '80s and everything with UH volleyball, it's been a big thing. And now, only the rest of the country is finally getting on board and realizing, like, hey, this sport's actually pretty good. It's pretty entertaining. So, coming up with a professional sports league, then you have pickleball leagues and everything, where it's might become just as popular at like tennis, where you're like. I don't know. I see pickleball as a fad. I don't think so because there's money in that too. You have all these professional athletes investing in professional I don't pickleball. believe anything that Tom Brady touches anymore. Because <laughs> of the crypto thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I almost went down because of it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you part of the class no. action lawsuit? No. <laughs> no, but it's insane, right? Like you see all these I, I hate how though these guys are held like they're just spokesmen. They're getting paid to be spokesmen. Like, why are you suing them, guys? If a company came to you, be like, "Hey, here's an Uber amount of money to say like you're a part of the, like you know you endorse this company," you're gonna do it too. Why? Come on, guys. I mean, you gotta find like ways to revamp even the pro sports. I mean, you had like NBA All Star Weekend this past weekend, and then you have Mac McClung come out of nowhere winning the slam dunk contest because. Oh, the- I mean, talk the two about- adults on his shoulders and Dunko. Oh my god, good lord! But see, that's another thing too, right? Like, I'm glad, I'm glad we were like around to see like the actual all stars of the NBA participate in the dunk contest. Like, 
the gone are the days. Like the superstars will not participate. John Moran is one that everyone wants to see, but he has always said he's not going to participate because you know fear of being injured. But it doesn't feel that long ago when you at least saw like Aaron Gordon, Dwight Howard competing with the whole Superman thing, and then now you just kind of get like no-name guys but fortunately Mac McClellan came in to save the day and made it entertaining even though nobody really knew who he was to begin with but uh, Vince Carter my gosh when you think back on how good I mean Michael Jordan like when you think of the fact that Michael Jordan in his prime was in the dunk contest you can you will never be able to say that ever again now with any of the NBA superstars like none of them will ever participate ever again and then you just think back on how awesome that was like to be witness to that time in the NBA when superstars didn't have load management when they actually played their butts off like every single game you know they if they were legit injured then that was the only time that they would sit out but other than that like all-star game dunk contest like oh. I think now you're going like, to start to do away yeah. with all-star games in every sport. Or they're just like changing up like the whole or thing. Or just be like This is when you games. have the G League, the best players in the G League yeah. play against each other or something. Or I just think you do like, I I wasn't a fan Ooh, of it. You do like play for an NBA contract. Oh. That would be a good one. I don't know. We'll have more ideas later. For Alan Mia, I'm Kule Agbayani. Mahalo for listening. Have a good day. Home of the Los Angeles Clippers, KGUAM K236CR is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on AM 760, 95.1 FM.